Today's episode of Blastburn Radio was brought to you by DJ Adams, Jason Marsh, Jerry, and other listeners just like you. If you'd like to support Blastburn Radio, you can do so over at patreon.com slash challengeacceptedmedia. You can pledge your support and start earning exclusive rewards today. Thank you. are now listening to Blast Burn Radio. everyone, and welcome to another episode of Blastburn Radio. I am your host, Jolly by Nature, and with me today are our aviator friends, our high-flying co-hosts, Celeste and Messer Engine. Thanks for joining me today, guys. How's it going? I must smash. and I'm not smashing right now, and I don't know why. I will not sleep. I will not rest until my sweet, sweet fire kitty is mine. It has been days. I have not seen the sun. The hunt continues. Beard status. Very good. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what I want to main in that game. I'm currently tricking the shit out of myself like I literally always do because Little Mac is so good against the PC. And I'm like, man, I'm so good at this. And then as soon as I play against a person, I'm like, oh, oh, I see. <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to have to go through that again, I think. Yeah, just wait till you find some of those, uh, some of the legendary challenges in the world of light are kind of hard depending on what you have for spirits available but this isn't the smash brothers podcast (laughs) no and we have a whole section actually blocked out to talk about smash anyway and it's not here how are you guys tired i've been staying up way too late doing other things so i'm sleepy but i think i think that in the over a year that we've done this podcast, I don't think I've told you that I wasn't sleepy one goddamn time. So it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. One of these days, our lives are just going to be crazy and we're going to record at nine o'clock in the fucking morning on a Sunday and Messer Engine is just going to be a whole different fucking person. <laughs> yep. I'm going to be awake. I'm going to be, you know, have this critical eye going on. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm going to be chipper. And I'll be the reverse. I'm already sleepy. <laughs> I'm sleepy in both times. Ah, uh, my week. Let's see. I don't want to go into a lot of things that have happened before all this. Just know the reason why this episode was delayed is because lots of chaotic things happened in Celeste's life. This week, lots of crazy stuff happened as well. Um, I don't want to go into that. But, yeah, Smash is good. Let's go with that. Smash is good. <laughs> it's been a rough couple weeks. I'm, I'm sorry, Celeste. I'm... Things have been rough for me for an entirely different reason. In case you cannot tell from the sheer amount of nasal coming through my microphone right now, I am getting, like, sick as fuck again. It feels like I just got over being sick as fuck. I kind of hate being a parent sometimes, but we're we're trucking on with lots of snoodafed. Snoodafed. So, so guys, finally, finally, Let's Go is out. 
We are not yet getting announcements for next year's Gen 8 titles. We have finally hit the, like, two-month-or-so sweet spot where we are totally between release cycles. We don't have to talk about the next games at all. Uh, that said, not all is quiet in the world of Pokemon, so let's go ahead and jump into this week's Pokemon news. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
Yeah, I think that this is a, a really good change. My, my big criticism is the obvious one. This is something that should have been in the game, you know, at release or very, very shortly thereafter, not at generation four, two years later. But again, this is, this is good news. I think overall, it's not really good news for me. I was enjoying Go for like all of three weeks, you guys. And guess what? I haven't booted the app up in weeks again. It's just not made for me. It doesn't have staying power for me, but I'm very, very happy for the people that it is for. I'm pretty much unanimously in Jolly's corner about Go. I booted it up for Let's Go for a couple of weeks, and then I just can't stand it. But I'm I'm glad other people enjoy it. I'm not gonna you know dump on the game. I just report the news. <laughs> I feel like the uh, battle mechanics are two years too late, but that's me, and kind of shallow in comparison. As we just take big heaping dumps in all of the weedies. A little bit. Not trying to. No, I mean, it's it's a good thing. I don't think that my wife's going to be really big into it. That's really just not her style of play. Uh, but it is cool for people who like to do it because I know some people at my work who are big Go players. They go out in groups and raid like a couple nights a week. So it, clearly there there is a community. People do do it. And I do it when I have time, which is to say not much, but... Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, now, this week we did get some news. Um, we actually got the official announcement of something that was previously leaked, and it's taking us in the time machine right back to the year of our Lord, 1995. Uh, coming in January of 2019, we are getting Eevee Tamagotchis. Uh, these virtual pets come in two different casings, one the brown and tan of Eevee himself. The other colorful friends version is pink and shows little pictures of the Eeveelutions. Uh, this virtual pet starts as an Eevee and will evolve into one of its eight evolutions, depending on your care. This is the first such device since the Pocket Pikachu of the early 2000s, or I suppose if you want to stretch, the, the Poke Walker device that came with Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Uh, it releases on January 26th in Japan at a price tag of 2300 yen, and a worldwide release has been announced to follow, so these will be released worldwide. I'm definitely getting one, to be honest. Yeah. My wife was quick to point out that it's coming out on her birthday in Japan and that that is a sign. <laughs> I want the pink one and I'm going to have a Vaporeon and I'm going to be very happy. <laughs> as you just soft reset forever as you evolve Sylveons and fucking Glaceons and shit. I mean, Sylveons are okay too. I like Sylveons. They're actually the trans colors, so I wouldn't be too upset. Maybe I should get two of them. I mean, it is like a Tamagotchi, which for me means that I'll be at work and it'll die of starvation because <laughs> that's, that's, I'll be collating a spreadsheet and it'll be beeping. My boss will be looking at me and going, you fucking dead, bitch. Yeah, I can't get to you right now. So one of, one of my few really, really strong memories of like elementary school age was being in the gym after school. I think I went with a friend to basketball tryouts despite not being athletically inclined myself at all, but I just went with him like to be a bro and we had to lay our backpacks along the edge of the room. And while I was trying out for a basketball team that I did not want to be on, someone stole my nano baby and made me cry. So... Mm. Yeah, this is 100% for me. I was of the generation where virtual pets and nano babies were the fad, and I will absolutely be picking one of these up. They are amazing, and I had the first thing I ordered online was a uh, pocket Pikachu, a gift card that I had. I was too young to get a credit <laughs> card, but I had a gift card for Best Buy, and I ordered a pocket Pikachu. 
<laughs> Very cool. Now, this week also saw the release of the latest Pokemon animated movie, The Power of Us. The movie was shown theatrically about a week ago, and it premiered on Disney XD tonight, actually, as of this recording. We actually had a little BBR watch party that just wrapped up right before we started recording. So thank you if you attended. Uh, I wasn't able to chat or even watch much. I was actually, you know, getting the kids to bed and getting ready to make this podcast. But I, I was watching a little bit here and there. And I was actually also able to attend one of the last theater showings last weekend. I'm happy to give my thoughts. Did did either of you get a chance to see the movie? With all the chaos, I wasn't able to. No, no, I was bad. I actually, I was good. I went to go see uh, Ralph breaks the internet. the The only real opportunity I would have had to go see it in theaters. And then tonight, I was figuring out my freaking challenge save file because we haven't done this in a month, so I did not get a chance to watch it. So I have no thoughts. Zero. Okay, well then I will be the lone critic. <laughs> um, uh, the Power of Us was a really cool Pokemon movie. I I think in some ways it was better than last year's I Choose You, and in some ways it was a little bit worse. Uh, honestly, I think that it was a worse Ash and Pikachu story, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. One of my biggest complaints overall with the Pokemon anime movies is that the characters in them tend to be very, very forgettable, especially because you know that they're not going to reoccur, right? They're not going to ever be in another TV show or movie. They're in that one movie and then they're gone forever. These characters actually felt like real and memorable to the point to where I hope that at least some of them do reappear to some degree in some fashion elsewhere. Uh, so on that level, I think that this movie was a, a real, real success. I don't know that it ever felt as epic as I Choose You did, at least not to me personally. Though Zeraiora was a huge, colossal badass and Team Rocket actually had a reason to be in the fucking movie. Kind of. Um, so those, those are two good things, I suppose. It was good. It was solidly good. I think that I would rank it below I Choose You and below even, I think, what is my favorite of the Pokemon movies thus far, which is, uh, oh god, I can't remember the name of it because I'm a bad person, but it's the Volcanion and Magirna one that came out towards the beginning of, of Sun and Moon. Uh, is probably my favorite, but I'd say, I'd say this is probably a solid number three, number four. Well, good. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, I happened to stumble across while I was setting up our rabbit stream. Apparently, it's on demand through Disney XD. So if you missed the showing, uh, but you have cable and you want to see it, just go to your on-demand section. You can watch it through Disney XD for freezies. So that's pretty cool. Now, lastly, this week brought the release of a game that is tangentially Pokemon-related. We finally saw the release of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. The fighting title features 10 playable Pokemon characters, as well as over 50 summonable Pokemon as items. Uh, we have all been devouring Smash Ultimate. So, guys, what are your initial impressions thus far? I really like it. I'm having a really good time in the campaign mode, just kind of running around and unlocking things. The the online play isn't super intuitive as far as, like, how to play with friends. So that's been a little frustrating. But once you've figured it out, it's fine. All in all, there's, there's so much shit to unlock, which is usually the case in Smash anyways. But there are so many characters in this game. It's actually kind of hard at times because I don't know how to fight against a large portion of them. And I'm trying to teach myself how to play like a bunch of new characters, like the Inkling from Splatoon. 
uh, who is a lot of fun to play, but definitely has a little bit of a resource management twist to her. So yeah, all in all, I think it's been real good. I'm having a real good time with it. I have not found your fire boy Incineroar either, Jolly. So sorry about that. I can't tell you where to go. I will find him. If it is the last thing I do, I tell you. <laughs> I'm keeping an eye out for you, too. I haven't found him either. I, I appreciate that. Now, I've been playing a lot of World of Light, too. That's basically all I've done. I actually, I haven't purchased Switch online service yet. And given the fact that it's the weeks leading up to Christmas, I probably won't get the opportunity to until January. So that is what it is. Uh, but it's been a whole, whole lot of fun. It's nice to have a Smash game that has what feels like a meaningful story mode, even if it's still just essentially a collection of stages with different variants of battles. Uh, it's like, it still feels like you're progressing through something thing which is kind of new for that genre honestly so that feels pretty cool but yeah it's it's a lot of fun i'm i'm just little macking around punching stuff in the face i played a lot of lucario early on actually because like early on it was just the first character i unlocked that i was kind of decent with but yeah L- little mac is my home that's my comfort zone i punch things real fucking good <laughs> Yeah, I, I really enjoy it, too. Um, it feels like a more fleshed-out Soul Calibur story mode, because it worked kind of like that, except uh, Smashes is more well-developed and has even more for you to mess with, which is really cool. And there's tons of options because of the uh, spirits that you can attach, and then you even have a talent tree, which, you know, you all know I love talent trees. I, I love every game that has a talent tree. I don't know why, I just do. Yeah, that's really, really cool. I actually, I maxed out Primal Groudon earlier, so I felt pretty fucking good about that. <laughs> Come at me, bro. I, I got killed by a fucking Kyogre earlier that came out of a Pokeball and spewed water at me. I was very upset. <laughs> <laughs> For the water, the water. God damn it, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is our, our Pokemon news. Uh, so let's go ahead and, and jump into our, our gameplay. Although for some of us, at least, that gameplay took place so long ago that I think we're going to struggle a little bit more than normal to remember it. So forgive us. Uh, this was the sixth week of our Generation 5 series. This week saw our challengers delve into a deep and deadly cave, uh, battle the dastardly Team Plasma, climb a tower graveyard, which... What is up with the Pokemon world and burying dead things in towers, by the way? Now that I think about it, uh, it's all over the fucking place. This isn't region specific. Whatever. Anyway, uh, we climbed a spooky tower to save an injured Pokemon and ultimately battled the high-flying Skyla in Mistralton City Gym. Now, as always, our good friend Messer Engine was up first to play this week. So, Mess Buddy, how was your week in Nuzlocke gameplay? Alright, so I'm going to level with you guys uh, pretty much... Uh, approximately one month ago i played through this and it was a one night like stream like i did it all in one night i don't remember all that much about that day and that time but what i do remember is being a metric pile of salt on stream and being real mad so that's the thing i'm gonna do my best to tell you what happened in as as mez away as possible we had already fought bianca because We wandered a little too close to the exit of town the week before. So we didn't have to do that. We we literally could just run out of town and head off to go find, what's his name? Clay? Fucking Pokemon Cowboy. Yeah, it's Clay. Fucking Pokemon Cowboy. So that he could be like, look, look, madam, a web is blocking this door. 
And I was like, yeah, that's great. You got a spider problem. That's, that's fine. And he was like, watch me utilize bulldoze. And I was like, you know, you didn't have to walk me all the way out here. You could have literally handed me the TM and said, your Pokemon will hit something real hard and remove an obstacle that's in your way. And I would have said, great, fuck you. And then left. But, you know, he had to demonstrate, so he cleared the web out, and I went into Chargestone Cave, and, you know, we had to go fight some people in armor, and Bianca's a bodyguard now? I don't know what the fuck's up with that. On the way, we did get some encounters, lest I forget. Oh, what did we get this week on the way, on the route of the six? Oh, yeah, we got a deerling uh, who we named Lopez, and guys, I checked its IVs. Guess what? They're awful. Uh, they're just about as bad as a dearling's IVs could be. So it has been relegated to the bottom right corner of box one, also known as you're dead to me. <laughs> the shame corner. <laughs> the shame corner. It's down there with the fucking Mencino I caught the week before. In Chargestone Cave, we caught a clink, which is really, really cool. I expected to get a little thunderbug, but we didn't. And we named it Spinner. After the the spinning like top item in Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, because it looks pretty much exactly like that goddamn thing. Here's the thing about Chargestone Cave: it's blue and stupid, and it's it's a cave. Everyone knows how much Mez loves caves, so there was that. Uh, Team Plasma was in it. We all know how much Mez loves Team Plasma. And at the end of it, we had to fight N, and N was like, yo, I'm a crazy person. I talk to Pokemon. And I was like, that's great. You're fucking crazy, and I fucking hate you. This was the point in the stream that I remember being very, very salty, because he was like, I talk to Pokemon. I was like, there's literally no proof of that. There's zero. Like, you telling me that my fucking zebra said something to you means nothing to me. You're a creeper, and you're crazy, and just... Fucking leave me alone. Go conquer the world if you want. I don't give a fuck. Like, please just go. Please just go. And he was like, no, we got to have a Pokemon battle. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And I fucking murdered him. His team changed from the last time and it was garbage. And we just kicked it all to the curb and we're like, get out of here. And he was like, I don't understand. How can I love Pokemon and be a trainer? And I was like, I don't know. And your problems aren't my problem. Like, please, I don't know, this place is stupid, please just go. And eventually he left, and I was like, good, he's gone, I can move on with my life. And we did. Now, we traveled a little ways and got our Route 7 encounter, which was a Zebstrika, which was really exciting because uh, Sky was real scary, and at the time I couldn't decide whether I was going to hard mode that gym or if I was going to easy mode the crap out of it because acrobatics is scary. We had to go to the little Pokemon Tower, which evidently, as Jelly mentions, is where everybody buries their mon is in towers. I don't know if it's like a real estate issue or... I mean, the roots are real small, you guys. That might be a legit thing. But yeah, we had to run up there. There was more, there were lots of candles. Just lots and lots of candles. And eventually we got to the top and Skyla told us to make a wish. And I was like, I wish this game would be over. But it didn't happen. So then we had to go down and, and deal with that issue. We did catch a, a candle. Guess what? It's the worst candle ever, too. It's just an ongoing theme in my adventure so here's the fun fact the week was going real good and then it was going real bad because 
while I was EV training on candles to raise special attack for a variety of Mon, we had to run to the Pokemon Center, which was a little too far. So we were running to uh, this little like hut near the, the tower where you can rest and heal up. And I ended up in double battle grass and got a double battle. And both my Crocorock and Tom Nook were out against a Deerling and something else I really didn't like. A fighting Pokemon, maybe? Zebstrika? Something. Something bad. Crocorock got a kick from a Deerling and almost fucking died real bad. Uh, so we're like, we're getting the fuck out of here. And I was swapping something in. Tom Nook was going to stay in for like one turn. And in that turn, uh, he got crit in the face and died. The hero, our MVP, the rat of rats has fallen. And that was like the most bummer bum out moment ever. Because let's be honest, I've lost a bunch of shit this run, but I never actually had any of it for like more than a week. Like it just was like, hey, I'm new to your team. And I was like, you dead. You just dead. Tom Nook's been with us for six fucking weeks uh, and has been a, a crucial part of our victory strategy in gyms with his, you know, not clutch hypnosis that he takes four times to apply, but it works out in the end. So he died and that was real sad. And then I ran away. Uh, I ran the fuck away. That was it. I tried to run on the first turn, but the mod in the lead position was too slow. And then everything went real bad. So with Tom Nook dead, that made Skylar really, really terrifying because we didn't have any way to like just put something to sleep and set up. Didn't have a way to pair up because Fluffy B doesn't have stun spore. So we just decided to zebra murder. Uh, we EV trained our zebra. We walked in there and that gym is stupid, by the way. The fucking cannons. Who has fucking cannons in their gym? Ugh. Zebra killed everything and we were very pleased. And it was like, Epona, you're a good horse and I love you. And then we left and, and was like, you're a bad person. And I was like, I just talked to you like 20 minutes ago. Like normally I get a break from you for two episodes and why are you here? And he just, he just wanted to like talk about some shit, like his feelings and then run away. And he did. And I was like, okay, I guess that means my week is done. And that was my week. It was real bad. And I hated just about every minute of it. And we got like 10 whole points on the week. Good job, world. <laughs> well, Mess, I'm, I'm real, real sorry. Uh, Tom Nook was a, a great, great rat. And, and all the denizens of Animal Crossing will be much richer in bells due to his passing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, who's going to fucking live there if he's not around to give him a fucking loan? <laughs> Meanwhile, Isabel's just over in the corner, just like <laughs> tinting her hands, like, yes, yes, now I shall have all the bells. She's she's paying <laughs> off that fucking deerling. <laughs> oh shit. That's how she got into Smash. She killed Tom Nook. Oh no. Yeah, Tom Nook should have been in Smash. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a gang. You have to show that you're serious. <laughs> oh, I need to see it now, though. Tom Nook with a big sack of bells smacking people around. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> so, for myself, for, for my week, mine is also a little hazier because it's it's a little in the distance. And also, so, 
I was never particularly excited about the gameplay stuff this week, guys. I just wasn't. I came in at a healthy, healthy lead, and Skyla is very, very deadly. So I knew before I laid hands on my save file this week that we were doing Skyla's gym on easy mode. We had no points imperative to take the hard mode option, and it was just easy peasy rice and cheesy. We were just going to do it the the easy way. But this week was super duper hype for me. Because of encounters, both before and after the gym. Before the gym, it was super exciting because we had some good, good bug friends on the table. We had the possibility of picking up a Joltik, who is phenomenal. We had the chance to pick up a Carablast, which if you'll remember way back to episode one of series five, it's my favorite generation five Pokemon. Not by a large margin, and that list fluctuates on the daily, but at that time, like I love it enough that at that moment I was comfortable saying, yes, this Cavalier is is dope. It's my favorite. So I really, really wanted it. Really wanted it. Uh, and so ultimately I decided that I wanted to stack the deck on those encounters in my favor. Uh, on Route 7, I 100 percent was going to get either a Deerling a Fungus, or a Carablast, and Deerling was the most likely of those encounters. But if I went to the other side of Chargestone Cave, if I went to Route 8, there's a high chance of a Deerling there, too. So my thought process was, okay, we're going to repel through Route 7, or, I'm sorry, repel through Route 6 to get to Route 7, one of those fucking numbers. We're going to repel through the first one, go through the cave, get our encounter on the second one, and then backtrack to try to get the deer over there so we can get the good, good bug over here. That was the plan. What I forgot was that fucking fungus hide on the ground like fucking items. They're they're the fucking Voltorbs of Generation 5. They just don't explode. They put you to sleep instead like assholes. So instead of getting my good, good buggo friend, I got a fucking fungus that I didn't want with a shitty nature and I fucking hate him. He is damn near the new shit monkey. I named him Lunesta because he puts shit to sleep. And that's what Lunesta does. It also puts shit to sleep. But he is not a good, good friend, though. He is in his own little corner of shame forever. And guess what? As soon as I let the repel wear off, you know what my very first fucking encounter was? It was a fucking Carablast. So, yeah, I, I started off on a real, real salty fucking note. We made our way through Route 6. We did all the things. We talked to all the people. Uh, we get to check out all the autumn foliage because it was still autumn in game when we were going through Route 6. Uh, and then we made our way to Chargestone Cave. Uh, we listened to Clay do his little spiel. We went, we went inside. I love Chargestone Cave, you guys. I think that it's one of the coolest, most cinematic places in Unova. Uh, I love the floating crystals that, that push when you touch them. And I, I love the variety of wild Pokemon available inside it. I love Clinks. I love Joltix. I love Tynamos. I just think it's a really dope place to be. And it has a really cool aesthetic. So I was really happy to be there. And here for once, we got the encounter that I wanted. We got a Joltik. My only complaint about our Joltik is the fact that we got one that is a nerve rather than compound eyes. So I can't run the near-perfect thunder that Galvantula is known for. So that's a little salty. Uh, but otherwise, a very, very good buggo friend. Positive nature. Good boy. I named him Kepra, actually, because uh, Kepra is something that's used to treat epilepsy, which involves electronic pulses in your your neurons in your brain. He's an electric bug. It felt appropriate. Uh, and Kepra's a good friend. Kepra is only not on the roster this week because he doesn't evolve until level 36. Uh, he'll probably come to PvP next week. He's a good, good buggo. We made our way through Chartstone Cave. We we beat up on in, made our way through the Plasma Grunts, and got to Mr. Alton City. 
when we reached Route 7, we got our encounter there, and ultimately, the plan was defunct. It was shit to begin with, because we got a Zeb Stryka, and it's a very bad Zeb Stryka. It has a uh, hindering nature. I forget what nature that was. It doesn't particularly matter. It's bad. It's a very bad horse friend. But in a way, I was relieved, because here was a Pokemon that I could go run fucking Roughshod all over Skyla's gym with, that I didn't have to bother EV training, because he's shit, and I'm never gonna use him so that's exactly what we fucking did we leveled up that zebra as quick as we possibly could took it through the tower where we also got a litwick everyone gets a litwick there the only other possibility is to go to the highest floors and try for an lgm an lgm is very bad so why would you do that we got a fucking litwick we did the thing we went back and we let that horse run wild all over skyless gym it wasn't memorable. It wasn't hard. Other than being shot out of cannons, because that's fucking weird. But otherwise, we just zapped our way through that gym, left, right, and center, and walked out with our badge. Easy peasy, picked up our 30 points, no deaths. Fantastic. But this is where the really interesting part of the week really started for me. Because... There's a couple of factors that all kind of converged on this to make week six really special and really stressful for your boy Jolly. Week six is the week that we designated that if you have not yet caught your franchise tag Pokemon, this is when you have to move it and change it, or at least make the decision as to whether you're going to move it or change it, right? We haven't encountered an Axew yet, or even been to an area where we can't. But there's one that we can go to as soon as we get Surf which is available after the Mr. Alton gym. So we had a plan, which was to go beat up Charon, get our surf HM. We were going to poke our nose inside twist mountain to try to get a Bulldor to dupes it. And then go down to Mr. Alton cave to try to get our Axew. That was the plan. If it worked, we have our franchise tag Mon. We are set for the series. If it doesn't work, we are probably never going to get it. So we go and we beat up Charon. Without too much difficulty, I think he, it actually was a moderately decent gym battle, but it, it didn't, or gym battle, rival battle, uh, but it didn't amount to anything. We, we trounced him soundly without suffering any losses. Uh, Alder shows up again and fucking criticizes Charon some more for being kind of a salty little shit and gives us a surf HM. So there we go. We're on our way. We step into Twist Mountain. We get our encounter. At this point of the year, it pretty much has to be either a Girder or a Boldor, and Boldor is way more common. There's like a a 1% chance for a Cryogonal. Otherwise, it's going to be most likely a Boldor, possibly a Girder. Guess what, guys? We got the fucking Girder. I have wanted a Timber or a Girder all fucking series, and the one route where I absolutely 100% do not want a fucking girder? Guess what I encounter? Fucking girder. We caught him. We named him Levitra because he has cock arms and he's rock hard. We went on with our fucking life. We go to Mr. Alton Cave. Now the odds are firmly against us getting our Axew. We get our encounter and it's a Boldor. I named him Shitrock and I hate him forever. I will not use him. I don't care. He would give me stealth rocks. He would actually make a pretty decent addition to this team. He rots. He rots in the fucking bank. He knows what he fucking did. The bastard. He just wants to be your friend. Fuck that rock. Fuck him right in his fucking <laughs> ugly ass face. Piece of shit. 
You you might uh that might hurt, man. Not Levitra. <laughs> he hard. <laughs> That's awful. God damn it. <laughs> that is awful. Uh fuck me. Uh. Are they in the same goddamn egg group? Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Please no. They're both male anyway, so sorry. Sorry. Uh. It's not gonna we can't breed them. You can, you just won't get eggs. Yeah, I guess. I don't know what happens if you put two dudes in the fucking <laughs> in the daycare. Like, do they just do they just bro out or do they go into bone town? I don't know. I don't, the world will never know. They don't know where the eggs come from. How the fuck are they going to tell us? But yeah, so we didn't get our Axew. Technically, there is still one chance for that evolutionary line, but it is a 10% chance for a fracture outside of Victory Road, where there is a 45% chance to encounter a Heatmore, and that is the only route that Heatmore is on. We're not getting our Axew. The quest has ended in failure. It's done. So now we have to decide what the fuck else we're going to move that franchise tag to. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have to like state that on this podcast before we're done recording for the night. I still don't fucking know. I've got like three options in my head that keep going back and forth. I still don't know what the fuck I'm going to pick. So when I pick at the end of this podcast, guess what? I'm going to be as surprised as you are. But that was my week. It was, it was fine. We did everything that we needed to do. We were consistently dicked at every fucking turn on getting new good friendos. And I'm very, very upset about it. (laughs) But I wasn't the last to play. And that was very literal this time because weeks and weeks after we finished, Celeste picked up her controller. Celeste, how was your week in Nuzlocke this week? Pretty much the same as you, too. I went through a cave with frickin... Crazy no, ninjas. No, no, you don't get to get a brave fucking Carablast after I've been bitching about encounters for 20 minutes and be like, oh, my week was basically the same as yours. No, fuck you, Celeste. Hey, I have not into encounters yet. I was talking about storyline. Oh, shit. There were fucking ninjas. That's what set me off. <laughs> <laughs> that Jeez. is literally the, the fucking match that lit the friggin' barrel of oil. <laughs> I explode. I'm like, you have fucking knights, and somehow your three servants are ninjas. <laughs> yeah, I lost it. That's that's where it was. Thank you for reminding me. Okay, so what I was trying to do was say I was saying I was basically saying I was going to summarize the storyline because I didn't really want to go through it again. I went through the cave, ran into freaking ninjas for some reason, got like carried by them across the cave for some reason. Bianca's a bodyguard, which makes no freaking sense. Yeah, other than that, it was pretty uneventful. The Pokemon Tower, or whatever you want to call it, that tower was pretty simple. Um, yeah, so storyline, all the same. But encounter-wise, holy crap, the luck continues. You already heard Jolly go off about the Brave Carablast, which I didn't even, I wasn't even considering Carablast if I get a Brave Carablast. I'm going to have to use that because it's freaking awesome. That was my Route 6 encounter. I get a clink. Um, it's pretty cool. I He's kind of, you know, average, but clink is awesome. The interesting count, encounter that I didn't expect, I got a cub chew. And because apparently, I since I waited a couple weeks because of life things, it became winter. And so that was a possibility. So that was my Route 7 encounter. And then the Litwick from that tower. Modest. 
Really? <laughs> My luck. It just doesn't end with these encounters, and Jolly hates me forever for it. Especially about that Carablast. No, I, I don't hate you forever, but it triggered the fuck out of me to have you be like, oh yeah, basically the same. I just, you know, got everything on a silver fucking platter. But yeah, it's it, we're, we're the same here. Like, I meant the story, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so salty. I'm very salty. I can't wait till I get an axe you next week, and then you'll be super salty. I do have to say, I'm bitching a whole fucking lot here, and I feel like a lot of it's warranted. All of the areas that we visited this week were incredibly aesthetically pleasing. Like, again, I love Chartstone Cave that I've already talked about, but even the roots with the tall grass and the fucking wooden walkways above them, the the tower, you know, n- none of these areas are particularly, like, super unique to Yanova. We've had similar things in other regions, but they're incredibly well realized here. And Mistralton City, again, I don't know if you guys actually noticed this, but it's different depending on your version. Like, you know, it was a very high-tech, like, airport town for you guys, uh, whereas for me in white, it was almost just like a little rural farming community that has, like, a dirt runway at the end. That's, like, the start of the version differences there as far as aesthetic things are concerned, and it's super interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I like the aesthetics, too. Um, I really like the wooden walkways. I noticed that I didn't fall off them at all. I noticed when watching Mezzer Engine walk on the wooden walkways, he fell off them a couple of times. It's hard not to fall off of them when you're moving at the speed of light (laughs) into the double encounter grass. (laughs) But so I went hard mode for the gym. I was sick and not feeling well. I had to complete my gameplay. Went in the gym, declared hard mode, had new people viewing, was talking about how hard mode works and screwed up right away. Um, I think on the second trainer, I switched into my... Uh, rock a rock to deal with a sigilith, and I clicked bite by accident. Bit it, killed it, lost all my points for the week. Luckily, it's the week where both my competitors decided to go easy mode, so I didn't lose too much, but it hurts still because I went on through that gym to take the riskiest strategy ever because I couldn't think of a better way of not getting killed by acrobatics by three different Pokemon. And so I used freaking. Belly drum Darumaka to sweep the entire thing, even fire punching a swana to death, because Jolly Dakamara does not play around. But yeah, uh, other than that, the stupid gym, I had to laugh about the last cannon before the gym leader where it slams you into the wall for some comedic effect for some reason. I didn't expect that, and I don't know, it's kind of funny, but unexpected and weird too. Eh, and that was the week. Mr. Alton Gym is a really, really cool place. Like, I dig the cannons. They're they're goofy and over the top, but, I mean, that's Pokemon gyms in general, right? Mm. Internet? Internet? Please stop being so thirsty for you, girl, Skyla. It's, it's not cool. It's not cool, Internet. Let something just be a thing. Please? Please? For your friends? So, you crunched that Sigilyph, right? Is that what happened? Yes. Uh, we've all been there. I wasn't thinking. Literally everyone on this call has been there. Yeah, yeah, we've all done that. It sucks real, real bad. I'm sorry, it was Celeste. my <laughs> first time that it happened. It was in a week where it would have been pivotal for me to get those points. Like, absolutely pivotal, because it would have caught me up to you by a lot. Uh, you know, it's it's real great. At least yours had a, the, the immediate crunching noise of, oh no, you did this. When I fucked up in Sabrina's gym, I used fly. I had a whole turn to regret my life. 
true. Yeah, that's very bad. Hell, when I did it in fucking uh, Fantina, I didn't even know I'd done it until I was three trainers down the road. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've all done it. We'll all learn from it. It happens. Or not and just keep doing it. One of those. One of those yeah. things is going to happen. It's a part of hard mode. I literally walked into that gym and saw the cannons and went to go talk to the guy at the front. He's like, hey, champ in the making. And I expected him to be like, hey, champ in the making. No one's beating this gym because we fire you out of incendiary devices. <laughs> Gonzo the Great. The, the best way to keep trainers from beating the gym is to kill them with cannons. <laughs> it's a flawless strategy. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I forgot the salty cherry to top off my whole salty fucking week. I got a new buddy out of the bank. We we got Linzess, our vanillite, out. And we were like, okay, he evolves this week. We'll go ahead and use him. It'll be cool to have an ice type. I accidentally fed him one too many rare candies and, and leveled him to 36. So we can't even fucking use him this week because we overleveled him. Oops, all berries. That's that's my week. Charlie's just got this fucking vanillite in his hand shoving candy in its mouth. Like, <laughs> grow up! That thing grow up already. Before it evolves, it is so fucking frail. I'm out leveling things by ten levels, and they're still taking half its health. I was just like, nah, we're we're using the exp share until we can't use the exp share no more, and then I'm just shoving candy in your face, dude. That was like me, like Eevee training Ducklet in the tower against ghosts. It has this. It's fast. It has type advantage, and it was still getting fucked up uh, by those candles. So bad. There were so many times when it almost died. Yeah, Litwick is a very, very strong lad. Yeah, that was that was our week. I, I don't think it was real great for anybody, so that's unfortunate. But obviously there are degrees of real not great, and only one of us is leaving somebody behind this week. So, so Messer Engine, do you want to take a few moments to say goodbye to your, your dear sweet Tom Nook? Yeah. Tom, I hired you because you take money from people who really should keep it. And you you did your job, except that you took their lives for the whole fucking series. You just come out and be like, hey, why don't you fucking take a nap? And then you'd slit their throats, because we all know that's the kind of fucking landlord that you are. So, thanks for that. It's been real good. I'm sorry that I had a slow boy up front who went to run and you were like, hey, no, dude, come on, let's go. And you got kicked in the face and, and died real bad. That wasn't intentional. At all. And you ruined... You, your your death ruined my, my uh, hard mode hopes. But that's okay. I would have rather uh, had you alive and taken the, the easy than the other way around. But it didn't work out that way. It makes me sad to know that I lost my starter in week one. And I am more upset that a watchhog has died. <laughs> it breaks my fucking heart that that is a fact that has occurred in my life and can never be taken back. Rest in peace, buddy. We're just going to try to make it to the end. That's about where we're at. We're going to get there. Everybody will, will do their part or, or die. I, I don't know which. I'll send you more friends soon. So the real question now is who is your new favorite? There are no new favorites. There's just a cold <laughs> place in my heart. Aww. No, that's not true. You love Fluffy Bee a lot. I do love Fluffy Bee a lot, which really terrifies me because all the Pokemon I love have died this series. <laughs> oh, shit. Tom Nook, buddy, I'm going to miss you a whole, whole lot. 
I'm gonna go hunt down every goddamn Chingling in Sinnoh and just rip its fucking heart out and leave the big pile of bell corpses at your grave. We'll miss you, buddy. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna miss all the memes from Tom Nook. They were great. Tom, it was such an inspired name. It was, it was really so good. good. He was my first encounter, my very first when I was like, "Oh fuck, a pat rat." I'm gonna name this ah, Tom Nook, and it was right after the Animal Crossing announcement, too. Like it was so timely. And now, now that Tom Nook is gone, Pegasus is bugging the shit out of me to bring Lipitor out of retirement so that one of the rats can continue. I'm like, fucking no, he's bad. There's a reason he's in the bank. He knows what he did. <laughs> yeah, he had a, he has a bad nature. Welcome to my entire box. <laughs> Alright guys, so that was our week in gameplay, but as always, we weren't the only ones playing. This week did bring uh, another series of email updates from our friends playing along with us at home. Uh, this week brought us only two emails, and they're both from our good buddy, first ever champion of the Blastburn Radio Pokemon League, Flame and Air. Uh, Messer Engine, would you read Flame's first email for us, please? Yeah, sure. It says, Hey BBR crew, it's been a minute. Even with our extended time, we're actually still behind. My fault there. Been somewhat wrapped up in another project, which you've probably mentioned, so I'll leave that discussion to you. As far as the Nuzlocke, I'm just behind on getting to that level limit. Updates on encounters. Last I noted, we had uh, gone through the cold storage. I neglected to mention that my duck's name is Taro. Uh, new encounters. Do-do-do. Aliara. Route 6 got a Fungus named Leech. Chargestone Cave got a Joltic named Scareglow. Route 7 got a deerling named Mo... Mo... God, why the fuck is that? <laughs> Modelock? It sounds like a villain. It's a villainous name. Uh, Celestial Tower, you got a Litwig. Big fucking surprise there. Uh, named Evil Lynn. Old School Bliss, uh, getting that Audino on Route 6 named Freddy. It's an un- unlucky pickup there. Chargestone Cave also got a Joltic named Tonair. Route 7, uh, Zipstreaka named Koraz. Koraz? Koraz? Celestial Tower is a... Guys, you can guess. It's a fucking Litwick. Named Lumiere. Flame and Air. Route 6, Carablast named Tajik. Chargestone Cave got a Ferrothorn or a Ferroseed, probably, uh, named Spike. Route 7, that Zebstrika named Mizix. And Celestial Tower... Any guesses? It's a fucking Litwick uh, <laughs> named Chandra. Unfortunately, why, uh, while I'd love to say that this week had no deaths, that would be a terrible, terrible lie. Once again, I lost some friends, and this time all in training. Lovisa the Vanillite, Savra the Trubbish, Hotly the Mincino, M- Mazarek, uh, the Dwebble, all lost, just trying to train up and get through the week. After doing some math, I determined that barring catastrophe... That, that that would need to be near a wipe. I can't really catch up to Bliss and Aliara points-wise, so I'm letting them do hard-mode gyms and just taking the easy-mode route myself. As a result, I had very little problems with Skyla and lost no Pokemon during the fight. Aliara and Bliss continued to perfectly handle gameplay, and the only death between them was Aliara's Arkin at the beginning of Chapter 5. We haven't done PvP for Chapter 6 yet, but here's where our points are. Aliara, Aliara on top with 770 big points. Uh, Old School Bliss in second place with 610 points. And Flaming Air way in third place with 370 points. Two weeks in a row with a negative amount of points on the week. Not going great, y'all. 
Uh, anyway, the goal is to catch up on leveling and PvP shortly and continue on for Chapter 7. Best of luck to everyone playing along. Flame and Air. Thank you, Mess. And, oh man, Flame, I remember going through those dark, dark times where you're just getting shit on week after week. It is fucking brutal, my dude. Hang hang in there. Uh, also, we totally failed to mention it, because uh, it's it's still ongoing. It doesn't really feel like a, a finished, completed thing, because it's active. Uh, but... The Blastburn Radio Community Draft League is live, and that's the project that's been taking up so much of Flame's time and attention. He's been moderating that for us and been a a great big help, so thank you very much, Flame, from ourselves as well as from, I think, all of our draft participants. We all really appreciate the hard work that you put in. Now, as is his custom, Flame also wrote us about the other group that he's participating in. Uh, Celeste, would you read his other email for us, please? Sure, Flame says, hey BBR crew, another quick update here from the Nuzlocke trio that just can't catch up. I blame busy schedules. I detailed my goings on in the other email. Patrick is not yet through Skyla due to a computer issue and other busy times. And Gigi has been largely busy for a while. I forgot to check in early enough to catch him for this email. I think what we're going to do is try to check in later, maybe during the mid-season finale, with a more summarized overview of everything that went on. I'll give you a little fun fact that I didn't share in the other email, though. I currently have 10 Pokemon alive and 12 Pokemon dead. Not a good ratio. Best of luck, everyone playing along. Flame and Air. Thank you very much, Celeste, and thank you, Flame. Uh, Now, that was all for the emails, but guys, I've been getting real passive-aggressive about the ratings and reviews, and you guys have really come out for us, so thank you for that. Uh, We've had a ton of new ratings and a few reviews to boot, Uh, and guys... They're all five stars. Statistically, we are the perfect podcast. I think I can put away the dad voice, but but only for now. Uh, going in the order they were submitted, we received an iTunes review titled So Good from user Sprads, who says, I have been binging this lately. It's such a good time keeping up with all the mons and seeing all the situations these guys get into. Definitely would recommend. Thank you very much for your kind words and your review, Sprads. They're really appreciated. We... Also got a new review titled Really Good from iTunes user Mom of Three Holmans, who writes, Enjoy the new tabletop portion immensely. Witty and pretty funny to listen to. Storytelling is compelling. Thank you very, very much for your review, and I'm really glad that you're enjoying Adventures. We put a lot of ourselves into it, and it's really gratifying to know that you guys enjoy that. Our next review is titled Way Too Good for the Size of the Channel from iTunes user Benjamin Armitage. He writes, I've been listening to Blastburn Radio since the beginning and I love it. Jolly, Mezzer Engine, and Celeste are absolutely amazing hosts and I've been constantly looking for new episodes here and on Spotify to listen to. Their recent preview of BBR Adventures has been absolutely awesome and I can't wait to see it expand. I would 100% recommend. They're great at their nuzlocks, the jokes and nicknames are great, and the Pokemon content has been satisfying since the beginning. Keep going, guys. Uh, thank you very, very much for your review, Benjamin. It's really appreciated. And lastly, we got we got one more, certainly not leastly. And this is how we know that Jolly's getting to you, because the review is titled, Jolly Got Disappointed. For iTunes user GB2USA, or as he's known in our community, St. Larflees, he writes... Writing this to say how fantastic the BBR crew and community is. The podcasts are amazing and they care so much about their listeners. Saint. Thank you very much for your review, sir. We know you're a big fan, obviously, but we appreciate you putting in that extra time to get that review in there. 
Now, if you are a proud member of the Blastburn Nation, like Flame or St. Larflees or any of our other great and very appreciated iTunes reviewers, uh, and if you're playing along with us at home or just following the show, doing your own shit, uh, we want to hear from you. Be sure to get at us by email or through social media, and we will share your messages with our community, because at the end of the day, we're all in this together. You know, it's probably also uh, important to note and we always bring up that we have the community discord and so many of you folks participate, but with the recent release of adventures, like if you want a place to talk about adventures and what's going on, we have channels for that. Come join the community, speculate on what's going to happen next, you know, talk about what you love. We love to see that and we love to hear it. So if you're just getting into the show because of adventures, come hang out with us. It's super cool. All right, guys. Well, it is that time. And coming into PvP after our sixth week of gameplay, I, Jolly by Nature, remain firmly on top of that mountain. I am leading with my score of 710 points. Uh, Celeste remains in second. However, she did unfortunately lose some ground uh, with her rules failure in the Mistralton Gym. She brings in 580 points. Uh, Messer Engine remains in third with his score of 520. Now, as always, last week's big winner must defend first. And for the second week in a row, that was me. Celeste, I challenge you. All right. All right, guys. Well, here we go. Hey, everybody. It's Jolly from the future, and I am busting in, unfortunately, with some some bad news for once, actually. I just wanted to let you guys know before we jump into this week's PvP battles that uh, somebody pulled a goof and brought a set that was not legal and valid, and as such, uh, their results were nullified. They took losses on both of their matches uh, due to that. That screw up, uh, we'll address it after PvP, but I also wanted to bring it up here so that someone who's more observant didn't notice and, and panic. It's not a big deal. We're all human at the end of the day. Pobody's nerfect and, you know, stuff, stuff happens. It's quite frankly, it's, it's a miracle that this hasn't happened more often in the history of Blastburn Radio. And you could just treat this week's PvP matches kind of like whose line is it anyway? The rules are made up and the points don't matter. And we'll let you know what the actual outcome is on paper when we see you on the other side. I, this can also be kind of like a, a spot the difference where you try to figure out who it is that fucked up before we tell you. Uh, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say and have fun with this week's PvP. Hey everybody, we're here for the very first match of the evening between Jolly by Nature and Celeste Lost, and we forgot to mention for you, it's fucking doubles week. That's right, we told you it was coming a million weeks ago, and it's here. Which means that it's likely to be a mouthful, but we'll, I'll deal with it somehow, some way. Let's, let's take a look here. Jolly is bringing Darmanitan, Girder, Sigilith, uh, Confagrius, Duat, and Lilligant. Celeste is bringing Stoutland. She finally has that doggo friend. Gotharita, Confagrius, Crocorock, Darmanitan, and Swana. Are you two ready? Let's do it. Yep. Alright, you may begin. Alright. Jolly leads out with Soma, the Sigilyph, and Allegra. 
the Lilligant, and Celeste opens up with Spooky C, the Cathagorius, and Yoikes, the Gotharita. Let's see what happens. Why do these things have such long names, you guys? I'm going to be tripping over it the whole time. Okay, just as a point of note, Cathagorius, the opposing... Yoikes? The opposing... What? Oh, god damn it, you guys. <laughs> Fucking Gotharita used Frisk and stole some shit. Alright, here we go. Soma opened up with Thunderwave, uh, paralyzing uh, the Gotharita Yoikes. Allegra used Sleep Powder and put Spooky C to sleep, but it ate its Chesto Berry and woke up. Yoikes used Future Sight, uh, so it foresaw an attack. And Spooky C used Will-O-Wisp and burned Soma. On turn two, Soma used Reflect. Allegra used Sleep Powder again, bringing Spooky C to nap time. Yoikes used Light Screen, and Spooky C is asleep, so didn't get to do anything. Okay, Celeste took Spooky C right out of the picture and brought out Magma, her Darmanitan. Soma used Psybeam, uh, bringing uh, Magma down 30% on the switch in, so it's at 70%. Allegra used Quiver Dance, so it is buffed up. And the opposing Yoikes used Psyshock, bringing Yoikes down quite a bit, actually. 41% down, and then it took Future Sight as well and is now at 15%. Point of note, it was Allegra, my little again, who was hit by those attacks. Yes. Okay, let's take a look here. Allegra used Giga Drain. Uh, Yoikes, the Gotharita, lost 40% of her health, is down to 60%, and is still paralyzed. Magma used Fire Punch on Allegra, dropping it, uh, which is not surprising. Uh, Allegra went ahead and used Thunder Wave. Or no, Allegra didn't do that. Soma did that, and paralyzed Magma. And fucking Yoikes was paralyzed and couldn't move. Out comes uh, Vankoman, uh, Jolly's Darmanitan, in the empty slot. That big monkey boy. Soma used Psybeam, bringing... Uh, oh god, all the stuff that is happening. Okay. Soma used Psybeam on Celeste's Darmanitan Magma, bringing it down to 38%. It is paralyzed. It is also confused. Uh, which is not fantastic. Venkaman used Flare Blitz, which was a critical hit, and dropped Yoikes completely. Uh, and then the opposing Magma used Hammer Arm. Uh, a Fighting Gem strengthened that hit, and Venkaman lost 49% of its health. Out comes Pure, the Swana for Celeste. Soma used Thunder Wave and paralyzed Pure, the Swana. Venkaman used Facade and dropped Magma. And Pure used Scald, uh, which was super effective, and Vankerman has gone down, uh, leaving two empty spots open on the board right now for each of our competitors. Doubles, you guys. It's super complicated. Out comes Crocorock, Scheme for Celeste, uh, and out comes Zoloff, the Cathagorius, for Jolly. Soma used Reflect, Scheme used Crunch, and goddamn, it was a critical hit and dropped Soma in one go. Zoloft used Will-O-Wisp on Scheme, burning it, even as Scheme got that Moxie boost. So that's not super great. Pure used Air Slash, and Zoloft avoided the attack. 
Got that miss. Out comes Lasix, the duot for Jolly. Krokorok comes out for Celeste. Spooky C comes, uh, switches in, and it switches into a Surf. Both Pure and Spooky C taking some Surf damage there, as well as uh, Zoloft, because Surf hits all the peoples. Uh, Spooky C is at 63%, Pure is at 8%, and Zoloft is at 66%. Zoloft had used Hex on Pure as well. Uh, which had dropped it low. On the next turn, Lasix uses Razor Shell uh, on Pure, dropping it, and Zoloft used Hex, which also dropped Spooky Sea. Crocorock Scheme is out for Celeste and Wedge, that good pupper, has come out. This is her final two Pokemon. Everybody's thinking real hard. Crunch was super effective on Zoloft from Scheme, but that burn meant it didn't do too, too much. Zoloft eats its berry, uh, bringing its health up. Lasix uses Surf, uh, which hurts everybody. Wedges down to 76%. Crocorock has been dropped, and Zoloft is at 21%. Wedge is now burned as well, which is not great. Surf from Lasix uh, brings Wedge down to 38%. Wedge utilizes Crunch. Lasix is at 88%. Out comes Levitra, the girder, and is not looking good for Wedge. Lasix uses Aqua Jet, bringing Wedge to 13%. Wedge utilizes Fire Fang, bringing Levitra down to 90%, but Levitra's having none of it. Uses that wake-up slap and drops the doggo. The winner is Jolly by Nature. Good game, Celeste. Good game. Okay, well, as always, Loser gives up the stick, and this time that will be Celeste. Uh, so our next match will be myself versus Messer Engine. Celeste, the mic is yours. All right, we have BBR Jolly with his Levani, his Darmanitan, his Sigilef, his Girder, his Lilligant, and Crocorock. And Messer Engine has his Gotharita, Crustle, Swana, Zebstrika, Krokorok, and Darmanitan. Are you two ready? Let's go. Yeah, let's let's do it. All right, you two may begin. So Vivier Jolly leads out with the same party. Soma, his Sirzloyev, and Allegra, his Lilligan. And Mezzerengine leads out with Krokorok, his King K. Rule, and Bubbling, the Crustal. Intimidate from King K. Rule, lowers Soma, and Allegra's attack. Mezzerengine switches out. King K. Rule for Minna, his Gotharita, who takes a Giga Drain on the switch for 47% of its health. Bubbling uses Rock Slide for Rock Gem, hitting Soma for 90% of its health and Allegra for 30% of its health. Also, Soma put up a Reflect. I apologize. I knew I should have put that rock to sleep, but it was too tempting to eat that fucking crocodile. Soma paralyzes Minna with a Thunder Wave, and a Sleep Powder is avoided by the Bubbling, the um, Crustle. Another rock side from Bloodlane finishes off Soma and hits Allegra for 21% of its health. It's reduced by that Reflect. Vankos and Myosin, the Darmanitan, comes out for a PPR draw. Vanko Myosin uses Flare Blitz, hitting Bubbling for 94% of its health and is hit by Recoil, but it finishes off Bubbling. With a Giga Drain, or actually, sorry, a Giga Drain from Allegra takes the last 6%, finishing off Bubbling. Minda sets up a Reflect, and Ezlo... The Swana comes out for Mezzerendon. Jolly withdraws Vancomycin, switching into Abilify, his Crocorock. Mezzerendon withdraws Midna, switching into King K. Rule, his Crocorock. King K. Rule intimidates Jolly's Pokemon, their attack falls. And then 
Ezlo uses Air Cutter, critically hitting, hitting Abilify for 96% of its health and Allegra for 52% of its health. Abilify lives with 4% of its health and Allegra dies from the crit. Jolly sends out Vancomycin in the slot that Allegra left behind. Ezlo uses another Air Cutter, hitting Abilify and finishing it off, and it critically hits on Vancomycin for 56% of its health. After that, Vancomycin uses Flare Blitz. It's not very effective. It hits Ezlo for 50% of its health. It took, it took a recoil from that. King K. Rool uses Bilzos. It doesn't affect Ezlo, but it hits Vancomycin for 7% of its health. Vancomycin faints. And Lyrica, Lilivani, and Levitra Girder come out for Jolly, his last two Pokemon. Mezzer Engine switches out King K. Rool for DK, his Darmanitan. Lyrica uses Protect, and Ezlo uses Air Cutter. Hitting Levitra for 48% of its health. The Protect protects Lyrica. Levitra uses Rock Slide. It's super effective on DK. Hitting it for 62% of its health. And Ezlo avoids the attack. The Light Screen also wears off. Literally my only hope is KOing Ezlo with that Rock Slide. Good good game, Master Engine. Lyrica uses Protect again. And Ezlo uses Air Cutter (laughs) again. It didn't matter. Levitra faints. DK uses Flare Blitz, but the Protect protects Lyrica. And the Reflect wears off on Mezzer Engine's side. An Air Cutter from Ezlo finishes off Lyrica. Mezzer Engine beats BBR Jelly. Good game. Good game, Mess. Uh, that was 100% a preparation fail on my part. I didn't realize how fast that swan was. I thought that my Darmanitan could outspeed literally everything in your roster. And being wrong cost me a lot. Good game, Mess. I won a match. You You didn't just win a match. You spanked me. Yeah, and you really crippled my team with your paralyzes, Jolly. That was really well played when we we reversed me. Yeah, yeah, I talked about it on my team builder, but my team my team is really threatening, but my team is really threatening in singles. Like a lot of the things that have made my team function really really well for the last 3 or 4 weeks don't work in doubles. So I was like, well, my my hope is to lean into status, and it worked against you, not not so well against mess. But yeah, that's the way the cookie crumbles. I am ending the week one and one, and that leaves Mess and Celeste fighting out the remaining match on the evening. And Celeste is leading out with her Gotharita, her Stoutland, her Cofagragus, her Karakarak, her Darmanitan, and her Swana. Messer Engine is also leading out with a Gotharita and a Swana and a Krakarak and a Darmanitan, but he is bringing a Kressel and a Zebstrika. Uh, Are you ready? I am. Yeah. All right, you may begin. All right, so Celeste is going to lead out with Magma, her Darmanitan, and Yoikes, her Gotharita. Uh, Messer Engine is also leading out with Midna, his Gotharita, and Bublane, his Crustle. Yoikes does have Frisk and found Eviolite on Midna. Uh, Midna also has Frisk and found a Citrus Berry on Magma. Magma goes first and uses Hammer Arm on Bublane, dealing 40%. Uh, Yoikes doubles into Bublane with Psyshock, dealing an additional 31%, uh, leaving him at 29% health. Uh, Midna sets a Reflect on Messer Engine's side of the field, and Bublane uses Rock Slide, uh, which deals 42% to Yoikes the Midna and finishes off Magma in one blow. That berry don't do you no good if you don't have a chance to eat it. Pure the Swana coming out for Celeste. 
and Pure goes right for the Water Gem Strengthened Scald into Bub Lane, uh, which is more than enough to finish him off. Yoikes uses Future Sight for Saw and Attack. Uh, Midna sets the light screen. Both screens are in effect on Messer Engine's side of the field. Epona the Zeb Strika comes out for Messer Engine. And Pure the Swana comes back out in favor of Scheme the Krakarok, who switches into a, a predicted spark, uh, which deals zero damage to the ground type Krakarok. Uh, Yoikes sets light screen on Celeste's side of the field. Midna uses faint attack, uh, but it only deals 16% damage to Yoikes the Gotharita. Gothatel? Gothatel. The second one, not the big goth. It is Gotharita. Yeah, it is Gotharita. Okay, and Midna, the Gotharita, comes back out on Messer Engine's side of the field in favor of King K. Rule, his Karakarak. The, the opponent of the Zeb Strika uses Volt Switch into Yoikes, uh, is coming back off the field for something. And that something is Ezlo the Swana. Uh, Ezlo comes in on a Sand Tomb, which it is immune to, takes no damage. Uh, and King K. Rule takes the Future Sight, which does no damage to him as a Dark type. So a very solid play for, very solid turn for Messer Engine overall, taking no damage. And Scheme, the Krakarok, comes back for Celeste in favor of Pure Her Swana. And Yoikes! The Gotharita comes back in favor of Spooky Sea, the uh, Cofagragus. Pure switches into a Scald from Ezlo, which is not very effective, deals only 17%. Uh, Spooky Sea, however, switches into a Crunch from King K. Rule, which is very effective, deals 50%, and suffers a defense drop. And the Reflect has faded from Messer Engine's side of the field. And King K. Rool comes back in favor of Epona, that Zeb Strika. Ezlo is actually the fastest thing on the field using Air Cutter, dealing 22% to Pure, 39% to Spooky C. Uh, Pure uses Feather Dance, dropping Epona's attack stat harshly. Uh, and Spooky C uses Rest, healing back up to full. It's also holding a Chesto Berry, so it immediately wakes up. Uh, and now the Light Screen has faded from Messer Engine's side of the field. Okay, and Pure went to withdraw, but opponent the Zeb Streak, it used Pursuit, dealing 21% even after the two stages of attack down. So a very solid play by Messer Engine. Wedge the Stoutland came back out uh, and gets off an Intimidate on the way in, so opponent is now three stages down in attack. Uh, but Wedge switches into a Scald from Ezlo, dealing 24%, and crucially, burning him. Wedge is now burned, which could be huge. Uh, Spooky C uses Will-O-Wisp, burning Ezlo as well. Uh, and now the light screen is worn off from Celeste's side of the field. No one has any screens remaining. And on the following turn, Ezlo comes back in favor of King K. Rule, the Krakarok. Uh, Epona uses Volt Switch into Wedge, dealing 35% and coming back as well. In favor of Midna, the Gotharita. Uh, Wedge uses Return, which is strengthened by the normal gem, but after the burn only deals 26% to Midna. Uh, Spooky C uses Hex into King K. Rule, which is not very effective, and King K. Rule is not status. It only deals 19%. Wedge is hurt by the burn and is now down to 16% health. Okay, and King K. Rule comes back out in favor of Ezlo the Swana. Uh, Midna sets Light Screen on Messer Engine side of the field once again. Uh, Spooky C uses... Will-O-Wisp into the slot that previously held King K. Rule, but Ezlo came in and Ezlo's already burned, so he was fine. And Wedge used Roar 
on his own partner, I'm assuming trying to get the slow turn off on Spooky C was the goal there, uh, and drag Spooky C out in favor of Pure the Swana. Wedge takes another turn of burn damage and is down to 4% health. And Ezlo outspeeds with Air Cutter, which is enough to bring Wedge down and bring Pure down to 10% health. Uh, Pure uses Air Slash, dealing 23% to Midna and getting the flinch. Uh, Midna was flinched and could not move. Ezlo took a turn of burn damage. And out comes Spooky C, the Cafagragus for Celeste. And Ezlo goes back to the Air Cutter, which is enough to bring Pure the Swana down. It also deals 45% to Spooky C. Uh, Spooky C, however, does use Hex into Ezlo, which is a crit and is more than enough to bring the Swan down. Uh, Midna sets Reflect on Messer Engine's side of the field. And King K. Rule, the Crocorock, comes out for Messer Engine, and Scheme, the Crocorock, comes out for Celeste. Oh, it's important to note that as King K. Rule is an Intimidate Crocorock, uh, Scheme is one stage down in attack. So spooky see that his attack wasn't exactly threatening. Okay, and Scheme uses Crunch and was holding a Dark Gem, which strengthens it. And so even through the Reflect, that is enough to bring Midna down. Uh, and after a, a Moxie boost, uh, that brings Scheme back up to normal attack. Uh, King K. Rule uses Crunch into Spooky C, which is enough to bring him down to 8% health. Uh, Spooky C uses Haze, which I'm assuming was to bring Scheme back up to, to full attack, but he's already there, so it didn't really accomplish anything. DK, the Darmanitan, comes out for Messer Engine. DK, Donkey Kong. DK, Donkey Kong is here. And DK is here. He uses Hammer Arm, which is strengthened by the Fighting Gem, which is enough to bring... Oh, God, what's... Well, scheme, uh, Celeste's Crocorock down in a single hit. Uh, meanwhile, King K. Rule uses Crunch, which is enough to finish off Spooky C. So both of Celeste's Pokemon went down. All she has remaining is Yoikes, her Gotharita, at 23% health. And Yoikes does outspeed with Psyshock, dealing 50% to DK. Uh, but King K. Rule uses Crunch, and that is enough to mop it up. The winner is Messer Engine. Good game, folks. Good game. Good game, Celeste. Hey, everybody. We were doing our, you know, end of the show wrap up here. And we were kind of talking on mic as as we do. You don't hear everything that we say all the time. Uh, and we realized that I had an error while I was inputting uh, Ezlo's moves this evening with all of the fun air slash, air cutter, air everything. Uh, I did not have air slash in that slot. I had air cutter. Uh, which hits adjacent foes, which is like boss. Uh, and it has high crit chance, just like Air Slash does. Uh, so armed with a scope lens, I, uh, I took a, a murder bird to, uh, our opponent's teams. That was completely my bad. I, again, am tired and I haven't played with these mon in four weeks. Uh, and I fucked up. So I'm going to be taking a big old goose egg for both of those wins tonight, which is disappointing because I did play really, really well, but, it put in significant work with air cutter tonight. It was not a button that I hit one time. Uh, so that's a thing. It's unfortunate still in last go figure. And that's totally okay. So to correct our, our point standing guys, uh, I do remain in first and, and because mess is taking a forfeit on that match. Uh, I pick up 60 PVP points. I am sitting at seven seventy. Uh, Celeste picks up the remaining 40 
the remaining 30. Now I'm fucking numbers up. Uh, Celeste picks up the remaining 30 and she's going to be sitting at a score of 610. Uh, Messer Engine remains in third with his score of 520, uh, which is not nearly as exciting as catching up to second, but it's still, like, it's still doable. Yeah. He's not out of the game yet. How are we feeling after PvP this week, guys? I'm feeling pretty good. I haven't won too many PvP matches this season, so it was nice to win them both. And honestly, this this week's gameplay, the the decision to go easy was about preserving the team so that I might be able to win some matches because I finally had things that were at least okay and they were fully evolved and that turned out to be the right choice. I made some mistakes by preparing for singles because I was frazzled the day, but holy crap, I got outplayed, even with that. I had some good-ass predictions tonight. Yes, I got outplayed I'm very proud of myself. You guys did amazing on both fronts. Yeah, again, doubles isn't exactly... Like, when you look at the way my team is is built currently, like, Cofagragus has been really, really huge for me. That is not a mon that's built for doubles play. Uh, It's really slow, and it's really bulky. It's the type of wall that you use in singles, not really useful in doubles. That I had a lot of that. But we did the best we could. We made what we could of it. And, hey, I still won one match, so who am I to complain? All right, guys. Well, that is week six. It is in the books. So now, of course, we do want to look ahead to what week seven has in store for us. Uh, And this week, uh, for those of us who didn't already peek ahead a little bit, our heroes will head back into Route 7 and battle Charon near the entrance to Twist Mountain uh, and finally be rewarded with the HM for Surf, which will open a lot of unexplored areas that are off the beaten path. Uh, we will have the option of exploring the Stralton Cave and maybe even challenging the legendary Cabalion if we're feeling froggy, uh, as well as surfing west from Route 1 to reach the P2 Laboratory before we finally move on. Uh, we'll explore the depths of Twist Mountain, battling Team Plasma along the way. They do so love hanging out in caves. Uh, and we'll finally make our exit into Icarus? Isiris City? Uh, where the frigid Bryson awaits in the Isiris City Gym. Uh, now, Bryson is an ice-type specialist. He uses a vanillish, a cryonical, cryogonal, cryonical, cryogonal. Professor Cryogonal? Something, it's something. Harry Potter now? What are, what are the fucking, like, super-duper serious fucking Legos? That's what cryogonal's name always reminds me of. Um, <laughs> you know which ones I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember their name, but it's something like cryonical. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Bionicle? Bionicle. Yep, yep, yep. Cryonicle the Bionicle. Uh, <laughs> and he also has a bear tick, uh, which is his ace. His signature move is Frost Breath, uh, and our level limit for this week is 39. Uh, how are we feeling going into week seven gameplay, guys? I don't know. Every week it's scarier. I don't know things. It worries me. Yeah, yeah. If you thought that I was salty about encounters, just wait until one of you fuckers gets a god damn sweet little baby axe face murder dragon in that fucking cave i'm gonna be a pillar of rage all the salt guys it is time we are here it is the end of the episode i can stall no longer boy jolly has to franchise tagamon and this is a difficult decision for me because on the one hand i don't want to not get my franchise tag right like that feels really shitty on a new mechanic just to be like well i didn't get mine so it doesn't apply to me like that's not fun to me but at the same time 
like the excitement of will I catch it or not? Like that's incredibly compelling to me, and I hope it's compelling to you guys. So I don't want to. There are no sure things ahead on the table. The only sure things are things that I've already caught. And I feel like if I just tag something that's already in my bank, that's a little bit anticlimactic. So I'm going to kind of do both, I think, just to keep things interesting and also to make sure that the, the mechanic comes into play. I am moving my franchise tag. I love Axew. He's a great little murder dragon. 10% chance on a single route with an almost 50% chance to get a shitty fire fucking anteater bitch. Not great. I don't want to put all of my eggs into that particular basket. Instead, I'm going to move my tag to a mon that is very, very good. It is very, very underrated. And I have a very reasonable chance of capturing it. And that mon is going to be Durant. Durant is a great bug type. It is bug steel. It is very physically offensive and fast. And it is almost criminally overlooked. So we're going to pick Durant as our franchise tag. And we have a 40% chance to pick up a Durant inside of Victory Road. So... Very, very reasonable. The next closest mons are 20% chances at a Dino. Which, if I don't get my tag because I got a Hydrogen, I'm pretty okay with that. But, in the off chance that I do not catch that Durant, that I do not get my franchise tagged Pokemon, I'm going to treat Kepra. I'm going to treat our Joltik as kind of a soft tag. It's going into my party this week. It's not coming out until and unless I catch that Durant. If I don't catch that Durant, I will bring Kepra in the party and in PvP every single week. It will essentially be my franchise tag. And Mess and Celeste didn't catch one, so they already don't have it. So, best of both worlds, guys. We're still rolling the dice, but we're playing with the mechanic regardless. All of the bug friends. Bugs. Also, fun fact, I wasn't looking at Durant until literally when I started talking. I was looking at a totally different mon. So that tells you how up in the air my fucking head has been, you guys. All right, guys. Well, that is our show for this week. And as always, we do want to let you guys know when you can expect to see us streaming live because... Guess what? We're moving on. Week 7 gameplay is here. Uh, and Messer Engine should be streaming real, real soon if if our normal plans continue. And is that the case, Messer Engine? When can our listeners expect to find you live on Twitch? I should be live tomorrow. I got Christmas parties coming up, so I got to try to get it out of the way this weekend. So that is Sunday, the... 9th at 6 p.m. at twitch.tv slash measure engine like always awesome thank you messer engine uh now as always i will be streaming on tuesday evening at 9 p.m eastern over at twitch.tv slash jolly by nature um i will probably be streaming a second night the following tuesday as well to just kind of wrap up uh there will definitely not be a friday night stream this week because hey, guess what guys we're recording adventures on friday so look forward to that now that does of course leave our good dear friend celeste celeste when can our listeners expect to find you live on twitch i'll be streaming on thursday evening at 7 30 p.m eastern standard time at twitch.tv slash celeste lost and i might be picking up some extra streaming time at some point for other games and maybe gameplay depending on how long this goes so uh just keep an eye out all right uh, now as always guys we want to hear from you we want your emails whether you're playing along with us at home 
doing your own super dope challenge run that's totally different from what we're doing that you just want to talk about. Uh, or if you just want to give us your thoughts and feelings on the show and what we're doing on adventures and what we're doing with that, uh, please send those emails to blastburnradio at gmail.com uh, or get at the show on Twitter or Facebook. Join the community discord. Be a part of the conversation. Uh, now, as always, you can follow me personally at BBR Jolly on Twitter. I'm at Celeste Lost. And I'm a Mesa Engine. And as always, don't forget to check out Mythic Portal Games for all of your online role-playing asset needs. And be sure to follow the show at Blastburn Radio on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on what all of our hosts are doing around the web. I do want to thank everyone for joining us today. I want to give a very special thank you, as always, to my co-hosts Messer Engine and Celeste. Uh, for Blastburn Radio, I'm Jolly by Nature. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. See you next time, folks. See you next time, folks. Last Burn Radio is a production of Challenge Accepted Media. This episode was produced by Jolly by Nature, Celeste the Lost, and Messer Engine. Pokemon and all related games and characters are the property and trademark of Nintendo, Game Freak, and the Pokemon Company. Opening music in today's episode includes Game On by Fishy, off the OC Remix album The Missing No Tracks. Check out this great album at missingno.ocremix.org. Battle music in today's episode provided by Glitch X City. Check out all her work on YouTube or SoundCloud at Glitch X City. Closing music in today's episode is A Lullaby for Trains off the Pokemon Black and White Super Music Collection, available on iTunes. Design work and stream assets provided by Rachel Mondragon. Check out her other work or contact her for commissions on Twitter at RachieChu. Blastburn Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. <laughs> <laughs>